I'm Barbara. And I'm Hope. And we, we are, are the Heritage, Heritage Hunters. Hunters. We're doing something today that I've wanted to do for a long time. Reaction videos to the latest Who Do You Think You Are episodes. Tune in between our regular monthly episodes for our reactions to the TV program. And don't forget, we want to hear your thoughts too. So leave your thoughts in the comments. Today we're reviewing Season 12, Episode 1, Billy Porter. It's obvious to me this is going to focus on African-American genealogy research, which is great because I understand that particular topic is difficult to research. What I'm hoping is that people will also see the similarities not only between African-American research and other populations research, there's a lot of similar things. He specifically states that he doesn't know a lot about his family and he kind of didn't want to know because of the history, but you can hear that across any. Sure. And in one of the teaser clips, they said that one member of his family owned his wife. Well, back in that time frame... Women were nothing. Women were property. They were yeah. they were chattel. So far in the show, Billy has read a letter from his sister and looked at some photos. And oh, he was a really cute little kid, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. And they've gone from him going on to Ancestry.com and finding this death certificate for his great-grandfather where there seems to be some discrepancy in the stories that were passed down about how he died. And now he's going to newspapers.com. What I wanted to comment on is newspaper.com's unuser-friendly search function. <laughs> because I know that every time that I try to go and search something on newspapers.com, if it is not indexed by Ancestry already, it is very troublesome to find it. I don't usually use that one. I usually use Genealogy Bank. And what I found is Genealogy Bank doesn't always have all of the all same of them, newspapers, yes. right? If you're listening to newspapers.com, please make your search function just a little bit more user-friendly. We would really appreciate it. So I find it interesting that, and even Billy is saying the same thing, that two different newspapers have two completely different accounts of what happened on that day. In today's day listening to the terminology and everything mm -hmm. from back then is amazing that they talk like that and it, you wonder how like the one is more the family lore and how they all heard about about it and the other one is totally skewed to well he pulled a gun and so the policeman shot him right i definitely think that there's more to the story i agree with him on this hearing some of the some of the words that they used in today's society even i find it offensive mm -hmm. um they even said in the article that there was also a white man who also was running from the police, but it doesn't say anything about his pursuit. Correct. I'm definitely sensing a slant here. At this point in the program, Billy's met with the first historian. And what I find to be really interesting is that she's calling the Pittsburgh Courier a black newspaper. And what I've noticed in other community groups, such as out in Lancaster, we have German-only newspapers out there. What I want to know is why wasn't the Pittsburgh Courier uploaded onto newspaper.com? Right. I think that's a, that would be interesting to find out that answer. It's really interesting to me that the Pittsburgh Courier had a much different point of view on the story than right. the Post-Gazette did or the other newspaper. She said that he couldn't find it online because they had used the wrong name. 
Well, I know that in Ancestry, when you have an indexed record, if the name is incorrect, you can go and update that record to have the correct name if it's a transcription error or whatever. And perhaps Billy or his sister could go into Ancestry and do that so that future generations could find that So even article. though it says the incorrect name, mm -hmm. you can tag it to say this is really this person. Right. And I think that would be a, a good exercise for them to follow up on. Mm -hmm. In this paper, they're talking about how he was shot in the back, he was running, and but that you saw the death certificate said shot in the breast. Correct. So how are they able to have the death certificate say something that factually wasn't true? And I mean, if they were, sh if he was shot in the back, be devil's advocate, and it came through the breast. Are they just writing the wrong thing because that's the exit wound, but not the actual entrance wound? It, it just all seems very sketch, and it seems it it's really does a disservice to this, this poor right. gentleman, you know? Now it makes me question other things that I've read on death certificates. I have an instance in which I'm even thinking about. This is on my ex-husband's side. One of his relatives had died in his sister's home. And there was actually an inquest and a couple of news articles about it. And they finally came to the conclusion that he had died of natural causes. Well, now that's making me question that if they could do that with this. Who's to say they couldn't do the same with anything, anything else? I mean, in this case, it's obviously very much racism. But now I'm going to have to go back and revisit that. I want to see maybe I want to see if maybe there are some records up in Bucks County. And sometimes there's inquiries and other right. Where would you even find... What do they call it? The coroner's... The inquest. Like the inquest and the yeah. like extra little notes, but they weren't actually put onto the death certificate. I wonder where we would... I wonder if we would even be able to get access to those. Like where we would find them in books and where we would have access to them. I find it strange as he's reading this article that in the original two... Well, at least the second one, it said like there was three, four people that were arguing right but according to this one it, they were actually just going after the nephew and then Richard said that he didn't do anything wrong but it wasn't saying that there was a whole bunch of people there fighting right and if all he said to the officer was he didn't do anything wrong and turn around to walk away why did he shoot him all right I mean there were there's obviously according to this article which I feel more, is more realistic that there was obviously no threat to him at all so except for that he back talked him right so let's see what happens to him so now as he didn't read this part but when he they're showing the newspaper it says the autopsy showed the bullet to have entered the back so i guess it's just not on the death certificate but it is in the autopsy report well so then that makes me wonder um who was dr george l winstead who apparently was the coroner um it says they he was assisted by one of the hospital physicians held the autopsy so i, I want to go back and look at the death certificate and see who he was and maybe find out if he was a, a racist you know whether was he mm. white or black so i actually rewinded and looked back at the death certificate that they provided and it said that he was shot through the breast and then next to that and this is something that billy did not read said probably murder correct so you have somebody recording 
half correctly on the death certificate, but half incorrectly on the death certificate. Very interesting. But if the newspaper is to be believed, then the whole autopsy said that it entered the back. But then they just changed the wording when they put it on the death certificate. But they did write on there, prob murder. So Well, that was at least something, but it still should have been recorded properly, right? Right. How did they free this guy? How did they not find him guilty of murder and only acquit him after 10 minutes? Are you kidding me? And even in the newspaper, it said they even had black and white witnesses that all said the police officer just did this while he was walking away. Right. And not only that, that this man was an upstanding person. Uh, Just, oh, it infuriates me. It it just seems a further indignity to his great-grandfather that his marker is nothing more than a little medallion that says... 343. You know, that, that just seems terrible. I'm, I'm glad that he says that he's going to get him a big marker. So it's a sign of the times, too. He was the major breadwinner of that family, and he was killed, so they couldn't afford to have a headstone put on there. I guess not. It just seems, it just seems super sad. Yeah. And it, it is good, though, that there is the documentation that he could find it. Yeah, I agree. We're at the point in the story where Billy has finished with his maternal side of the family and now he wants to know about his paternal side of the family. So he goes back and meets back up with Nika and of course she hands him a nice hand, nicely handwritten genealogy of his paternal line. Why can that never happen to me? Somebody just come up and hand me a neatly handwritten genealogy. Here you go. Here's your people. I wonder if I could specify for them and say, hey, do my Polish line. There you go. <laughs> Billy has gone to the Library of Virginia, and what's really great is that his family lived in a well-documented area of being free inhabitants, and the, the Dr. Bonner has pulled out this gorgeous antique book that I really can't wait to get a look at. So Billy's just learned that his fourth great-grandparent, great-grandfather Father. owned his fourth great-grandmother and emancipated her in 1851, and he seems to be very surprised by this. But, again, this is what you were saying. 1851. 1851, <laughs> women were not people, they were property. And so I don't find it as surprising as, as he does, apparently. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we don't really know the reason why he seems to be surprised. Um, maybe he was thinking that it would have been the slave owner that would have had to do it. So not really knowing how that worked back then, could a black man purchase another black woman as a wife? I, I wonder that, but I also seem to recall reading or hearing somewhere that there were a lot of, of black people who were who owned slaves so i I don't know the answer to that i I mean this this really isn't my area of expertise Mm -hmm. these documents are from 1851 and they are touching them with their bare hands this is really bothering me about this episode (laughs) (laughs) me too me too i have to say but it is totally awesome that his four times great-grandfather was able to purchase his family and free them. I think that's amazing. 
especially that long before the war. We are to the point of the story where he is going to go to Lynchburg to find out what else he can find, but I'm sure that they'll have it all ready for him. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about this show. Me too. Okay, we've come to the end of the episode, but what we didn't find out was how did Claiborne Gladwin get emancipated? Was he emancipated by his owner? Was he... Yes, no, it did say that on the one paper, Gillette or Gillette. Was that for Claiborne or was that for somebody else? I thought that was for Claiborne. Oh, okay. Because that was like at the top that he was emancipated by his owner, but then he emancipated the wife after the fact. All right, you're right. I'm sorry I missed that. But I thought he didn't emancipate her till 1851, and I thought the other thing said it was like... Before that. Obviously it was before that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the year for that one. <laughs> okay, all in all, <laughs> I thought it was a good episode. I think it's really, it's very interesting because you just don't hear it very often that his family was already free by 1850. So, so far before the Civil War. How many stars... Should we give this out of five stars? I think five stars. Very informative. Very... And I liked how they gave some of the backstory. They gave the history so you could understand, like, why his business was 1300 then dropped to 800 Sure. They filled in that history, which is very helpful, and I like that. All right. Me too. I did like that. I enjoyed that, actually. Yeah, I agree. I'll give that a five star. I, I think he had a very compelling story to tell on both sides of his family. We hope you've enjoyed our review of season 12 episode one of who do you think you are and that you join us for the next one until then have a great day this has been a cnc production